Welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Before I Knew You podcast. I have a super fun guest on this evening. She has become a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Jess. Jess, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good. Okay, so, Jess, we don't go that far back. Probably only, like, I two mean, years, probably? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Jess and I were in Bible study together, and that was, like, going on on this hand. And then on the other hand, our husbands were in a band together. And we didn't even realize. We didn't even know. Didn't make the connection. No. <laughs> um, and then we were in the hospital having, well, we had Callie and then we had some flowers delivered and it said from Jess and Brandon. And I was like, who the heck is Jess and Brandon? <laughs> and Ty was like, oh, it's just one of my band friends. And then he pulled up a picture and he showed me you guys. And I was like, oh. Wait, what? We know each other. <laughs> this is weird. I know. <laughs> and Brandon told me you were having a baby and we should send you flowers. And he told me the name. And so I got on Facebook and creeped. I'm like, oh, I know McKenna. <laughs> I don't know so Ty weird. yet. <laughs> so weird. So that's kind of like our a little serendipity meeting. Yep. Yeah. It's true. We didn't even know. Um. So, yeah, that that was obviously our first interaction was Bible study, but like our first like for real, for real, I know you interaction yeah. was after we had Callie. Yeah. Um, and we'll just give a really quick shout out to Miller Creek Band. Yeah, give yes. them a shameless yeah. plug. Get, get that out the way real quick. Okay. <laughs> so, Jess. Yes. Tell us, tell us just a little bit about you. How many kids do you have? Are you married? That type of stuff. Yeah, I'm married. I've been with Brandon for... 12 years, married for seven, and we have Jocelyn, who's 12, and our other daughter, Emma, who's five. Wow. Yeah. 12 and five. <laughs> yeah. I like the age gap. And Jess, tell us what's happening in just a couple of months. Well, in like four, we'll have another baby. Woohoo! I know. We're Babies. so excited. Yeah. Pregnancy. You know, all yes. the good stuff. Yes. So, our purpose of today's episode is to talk about pregnancy after miscarriage, um, because unfortunately, um, when did you have your miscarriage, Jess? February. February 15th. February 15th, Jess had a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but rocked your world. Yeah. Definitely did not see that one coming. No. And it's, it's hard. You know, it was a soup. It was a huge grieving process and it's horrible. It's a horrible thing for anyone to go through. Mm -hmm. And then we found out in June that we were pregnant again. 
new fear unlocked yeah exciting terrifying yes it does bring up a whole bunch of like different and dumb and weird and unnecessary fears and feelings and anxieties yeah um probably every day something you have to a different feeling or a different anxiety that you have to work through yeah it's like seriously never ending yeah um so our purpose of today's episode is to talk about how getting pregnant after miscarriage mm-hmm. isn't like like a cure-all yeah it's not it's, like the healing potion yeah, to it's like not make the everything magic button to fix yep. your grief and your loss and your trauma mm-hmm. yeah you still have to go through it and you still have to feel all the feelings yeah. and grieve and deal with the trauma yeah. of having a miscarriage. Um, so Jess, if you would, before we get really into the episode, will you just walk us through a little bit, um, just kind of like the story behind, um, like you found out you were pregnant and then you lost the baby. Just kind of like yeah. tell us the background of that before we get into it. Yeah, so Brandon and I, well, Brandon, he really, (laughs) last year was talking a lot, like, if we're going to get pregnant again, we should do it now. We should do it pretty quick because we're getting old. (laughs) So it took me a while to get on board. And so in December of last year, I got my birth control out and right away, first try, we got pregnant. And so that was crazy. And so that was the first week of December first week of January, we found out I was pregnant. And then the first doctor's appointment, the first ultrasound was February 15th. And there wasn't a heartbeat. So we had the miscarriage, the baby, I was like nine and a half weeks at that point. But the baby was only measuring like six and a half or seven weeks. So my body didn't recognize the miscarriage and didn't take care of it naturally. And so I chose to have the DNC the next day at the hospital. And then from there, it was just healing and grieving, you know. A thing that is, I I don't know. I don't know what, what the correct word is for me to use. I don't know if it's strange or interesting or what, um, but when you very first found out that you were pregnant with that baby, yeah, I, for some reason, found it necessary to tell you about yeah. our miscarriages. It's all like God. God yeah. let all, led all that together. He totally brought us together. I fully think like he was preparing my heart for that. Because mm-hmm. I remember like literally, I think it was the day I found out I was pregnant. I was like, I'm going to tell McKenna. And we've had maybe <laughs> two conversations over messenger before that (laughs) and and then I remember telling you um I know I should wait to tell people but I've been telling everyone that's how that and you were like you should you should tell everybody because it's a baby that needs to be loved and celebrated so no matter what happens you should tell everyone and I didn't even think twice about that or anything but then it led into you sharing like your experiences and what you had gone through. And I don't know how I would have handled my miscarriage without knowing that like about you and you had gone through that and that I could reach out to you in those moments. And yeah, I definitely think God aligned that entire interaction. Like he was preparing my heart 
because I do think it was a little bit easier being able to text you from the doctor's office while I was going through it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It made a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to make you like relive the yeah. most awful days of your no. life, but, <laughs> um, I just, I remember specifically, I was just sitting in the living room on our chair Yeah. and you texted me and said, McKenna, there's no heartbeat. Yeah. And I felt like, I seriously felt like I just got punched right in the gut. Yeah. It was like when you hear of somebody going through loss after you've already gone through loss. Yeah. It just like brings up like all of your feelings and all of your emotions. And how sad you are for that person. But you're also so sad for yourself because you know what you've lost. Yes. And when I was going through the aftermath of the miscarriage, I, I heard of a lot of other women shortly after who had gone through that. And I mean, days later you lost Millie. So like all of those things created so much sadness for me, for you and for those other women, but also like over again for myself Mm -hmm. because you kind of have to relive that and, and miss what you missed out on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember after, um, we found out that we had lost Millie, um, I remember thinking, like, I have to figure out how to tell Jess. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to tell Jess because you were already going through your own miscarriage and your own loss. And it was, I mean, you were struggling. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, like, throw my hurt and my pain and my grief on her. And so I didn't say anything for a couple of days. And then um, you well yeah I think we just maybe you, didn't talk for a couple of days and yeah. then I, I think I reached out and was like the day we lost Millie. yeah 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 because when I lost mine you had reached out to me first and yeah. you're like how's it going are you at the doctor and I'm like yeah and there's no heartbeat <laughs> and so I don't know I think the Holy Spirit just forced us yeah. to continue checking on each other in those times you know yeah. um and I I remember you saying to me um, I, I asked, you know, how are you doing? Whatever. And you were like, um, you know, I, I'm struggling. This is hard, whatever. But like, I can't wait to snuggle your baby. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. I got it. I have to tell her now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just, you know, I said, unfortunately we are also lost ours. And, um, I think that that moment brought our relationship and our friendship closer. Yeah. Um, uh, because I mean, when you have to walk somebody through, like, the darkest days of their life, you have yeah. no choice but to be close and to love each other yeah. and um, to just want the best for each other. Um, so, I would say you're right. God definitely knew what he was doing yeah. when he brought us together. And, um, yeah, just kind of weird how the way, like, all the things have aligned. I know. Without us even I know trying or knowing or... I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that we're bonded by loss but Mm -hmm. it brought us together yeah yeah and you know I and you probably do too now but I have a lot of friendships that have started because of my loss or like relationships that I had prior to loss but now they're tighter and closer because of it yeah and I think that 
like a long time ago in one of our very first episodes, I talked about how my mom is always challenging me to like find the joy. Like where's yeah. the joy in the day or where is the joy in your circumstance? And for me, that is like one of the joys in my circumstance is I have a closer friendship with a lot of people yeah. because of my loss. Yes, it sucks. And I wish I was closer for different reasons, but that's a really like positive thing to look at yeah now I have like really 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 good friends yeah and I wouldn't change that I know I wouldn't want it to be any different yeah you know I know that like you're the friend I can turn to when I'm sad or happy and you're always full of encouragement in either circumstance you know and well I try (laughs) (laughs) you do (laughs) oh Uh. (laughs) <laughs> so we did the uh at the same time <laughs> we're just always weird together <laughs> um so i remember um when we oh gosh i'm trying to remember it was after our most um after we had our most recent miscarriage mm-hmm. i was um chit-chatting with you and you had mentioned how getting pregnant after a miscarriage isn't necessarily like yeah like the healing thing yeah um that you thought it would be um and i'm not gonna lie for a little bit there i was like easier said than done yes and i think for me my circumstance was a little bit different because we had gone through two losses and so then when i got pregnant again it was like everything went away for me and it was just like because i just wanted that baby so stinking bad i finally had the baby you know I didn't take time to like process the losses at all. Right. Yeah. And so I never thought about how maybe the pregnancy wasn't or having Emery maybe wasn't actually everything I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, But then after you said that, I chewed on it for a while and I'm like, man, she's very right about that. Hmm. Because every time I go through a loss, I struggle with, all of my losses, yeah. not just the current loss. Right. And so it made me realize, like, yeah, you do have to deal with yeah, all of the things. And not that it will get better. You will always have those losses. You'll always have that grief. And so that's hard because it's like, well, I could spend time dealing with it. But if I go through another loss or... I get pregnant and I think of one loss, I'm still going to be sad. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, probably for a long time, if not forever. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I kept thinking I'm good. The only way I'm going to be happy again is if I get pregnant and I got pregnant pretty fast. I think it was like three months, you know, and I am happy. I'm so happy. Like, of course, but I still have to deal with I still grieve the trauma and sometimes the grief of I the will loss. just cry over that little baby and you think about the what ifs and what could have been and so yeah and and I don't think three months is long enough to heal or grieve and then get pregnant again and all the hormones and then th- that's a constant reminder of like well I didn't get that with the last baby like this pregnancy and stuff so there's no there's no right way either to go about yeah. it. You could wait six years and it could be just as hard right. as waiting three months. Yeah. But until you've dealt with all of the emotions and all the trauma and feelings that go into loss and miscarriage, no time is a good time. Yeah. Um, but 
don't hear what we're not saying when we say it's not the biggest blessing in the whole entire world to be pregnant again and to have another baby and all of that. But it does bring up a lot of what ifs. And one of the things that I struggle with, um, like sometimes I just get very like overwhelmed with like thankfulness for Emery. Yeah. Because she was our rainbow after our rainbow baby after two miscarriages. So sometimes I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like, I'm just so very thankful for her. But then I start thinking like, okay, but I wouldn't have her if I would have carried my first two pregnancies. Or is it wrong for me to celebrate Emery and be thankful for Emery because I lost two before her? Mm. Like, it's a lot of things that you have to like process and deal with, which also takes me back to that's why pregnancy isn't necessarily like the healing potion for right um pregnancy after miscarriage or pregnancy after loss yeah and i'm not gonna lie being pregnant definitely helps Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if i weren't pregnant by now or you know even in the summer if i hadn't been pregnant it i don't know where i would be like mentally physically emotionally spiritually every month that i wasn't pregnant i thought it would get easier but it really just get it got harder for me like every month was harder and I thought like I'd pull out of it and so getting pregnant it definitely helped but yeah it's all these new fears all these new anxieties where I'm constantly worried about this baby and this pregnancy um and then I'm still grieving the loss of the other one and I'm absolutely thankful for this one coming but yeah I don't know you don't just get over the loss and and the baby doesn't fill the void. This pregnancy hasn't filled the loss of the other one. Even though I'm so thankful, it's like this new exciting blessing. Um, but there's still a void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I initially heard you say that pregnancy wasn't, didn't heal you the way you thought it would. Yeah. Um, I just immediately went back to like how I felt after losing Millie and getting pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like, what is, she, what does she mean? Yeah. Like, because this is everything, this is everything that my heart wants. This is everything yeah. that my heart needs. Um, like I, I couldn't wrap my brain around what you were saying. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess my point in saying that is, is, if you're listening to this episode, like you have to deal with the loss and you can deal with it while being pregnant. You Mm -hmm. can deal with it, you know, while expecting a new baby or trying to get pregnant again or whatever, but you can't, um, just expect it to just take everything away. Right. Um, and kind of going back to how you mentioned, um, like you don't know where you would be if you weren't pregnant at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like if you were still trying to get pregnant or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, when you just want something so, so, so bad. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, you don't think about, I need to deal with. No. the I, I need to deal with my loss. You don't right. think about that. No, exactly. And and I, th- I think like somebody could have said that to me after our first miscarriage. And I would have been like, shut up. Right. You don't know. Yeah. You don't and, know me. Yeah. And anyone could have said that to me 
when I wasn't getting pregnant. They could have been like, and someone did. My fr- Angela from mm. from CBS. She, I said that to her. I said, I will no, I will just feel completely better if I get pregnant. And she was the one who was said, no, I don't think you will. And I, t- I had to mull it over. I had to think about it. I was like, she has no idea what I'm going through. She doesn't know how I feel. And I will be better mm-hmm. if I get pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't wrap my head around her saying that. But that was God using her to say that to me. Because she, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think she's had that loss. I'm pretty sure she hasn't. And so, like, it was kind of like, oh, easier said than done when she said that to me. And so now that I am pregnant again and I'm realizing what she said and I'm still grieving, I am learning for myself personally. The only thing that is helping is being pregnant again and having a good support group and God. Like just when I was going through the loss, I completely turned away from him, wasn't wanting his help or seeking his help. And I just wanted to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you're in the thick of that, you don't think about um dealing with it so two comments on that the first one is sometimes when people who haven't gone through loss say something to you regarding loss yeah I think it's very natural for us to like put a guard up and say you don't know yeah um and and I I mean probably I mean it's probably a good thing and it's also probably a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably okay to sometimes put your guard up and not listen to every single thing every single person has to say. Yeah. Um, but also like realizing like what place does that person have in my life? Yeah. Like do I need to actually take into consideration what they're saying? Yeah. Um, do they matter enough to me to mull this over, yeah. to think about this, or do I need to just throw it out? Right. Um, and then the second thing is there is a piece that gets healed when you get pregnant after loss. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. For sure. Like you would still be grieving, wanting to be pregnant. Yeah. If you weren't pregnant yet. Yes. So there is that piece. There is that yeah. like it is, it isn't that it's not that we're saying it's like, do not get pregnant after you no. have lost because you should try if that's what you want and that's what you guys want. Yes, yeah. because it 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 does heal it a certain does. part of your heart. Yes, yes, it unlocks anxiety. Yes, it unlocks fear. Yeah, but also that's life. Yeah, like I mean, my daughter Callie. How many times has she eaten it doing something stupid? Yeah. And so naturally, I'm like, ooh, like it gives me anxiety when you do something weird. Yeah. It gives me anxiety when you start being crazy, but that's just natural. Yeah. You know, that's a new fear unlocked in parenting for me because my first baby wasn't like super chaos and wild like Callie is. And so it's a new thing for me. So it's the same exact thing in, um, you know, grieving and getting pregnant after miscarriage. It's just life. Yeah. And we do have to deal with it. Right. Um, but I, I think that there's a way. Yeah. And, and I, I think, the way not to do it is to just say, if I get pregnant, I'm going to be better. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. Right. I can just throw this loss out the door. Yeah. That's not it. No. So it is hard. And there is mm-hmm. a million things that you have to process and grieve. And yeah. And that process looks different for everybody. And kind of like different 
on Monday than it was on Sunday. Yeah. You know, like, like what helped me yesterday didn't help me today. Like this makes right. no sense to me, but it's just like different griefs and different emotions come in mm-hmm. at different times on different days. And I think that's why it's so important that you need to be like so in tune with your feelings and your emotions while you're grieving yeah. a miscarriage or a loss because you need to be able to deal with right. the feelings that come up when they come up. Yeah. Cause I think it'd be very easy to just say, forget it. I yeah. don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to deal with it. Right. Um, but it always comes back. Yeah. It, somehow. It does. <laughs> it's like waves. It'll pop up at the weirdest times. I know um, I've said to you a hundred thousand times, like, just wait until you have this baby. Yeah. Just wait until, like, the emotion that you feel um, after you get to hold this baby yeah. for the first time. And I, I think that that's also, like, another part of your heart that can't be healed until you go through it. Right. And I'm like, you know? that that might be closer to the cure all for me is when the baby's actually here. And and you can let go of the anxiety of being yeah. pregnant in the pregnancy. Now you can just focus on raising um, your baby. But it's still... Mm-hmm. There, there are still going to be things that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And that, that I think for me, like that's one of the hardest parts of loss and of miscarriage because it's like, oh my gosh, like we're like seven, eight months out from losing Millie. And just yeah. a couple of days ago, I cried from like sun up to sundown and yeah. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. Like I'm like seven months removed from this. Like I need to. Like, I need to stop crying about this. I need to be done with this. Oh. Um, but it's just things that come up mm-hmm. or somebody will say something or you'll see something or you'll smell something. And yeah. it's just like everything gets triggered again. Right. And so that's why it's important to process and to feel so that yeah. when you do see something or somebody does say something, you're not right. triggered in a negative way. And it does get easier. Like, so, yeah. I mean, I want people to understand that, too. It does get easier. It gets different. I don't know about easier. Gets different gets uh your cry sessions get more spread out (laughs) i feel like (laughs) yeah instead of every day or every week it they do get spread out and it's not always sorrow yeah you know when um we had millie's memorial oh um, yeah that was good i wanted to talk about that that was really good (laughs) um my father-in-law mentioned how like we we don't need to grieve millie not being here yeah um well, I, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he said it in a way where it's like, you're allowed to grieve losing your daughter, but you, like, don't grieve her not being here on earth right? because what she's experiencing in heaven is Ugh. far greater than we could ever give her yeah. um, on earth. And so when I think about that for all four of my babies in mm-hmm. heaven, I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. man, how, how true and how right is that, that God loves them better yeah than I ever could oh I know and so that's a comforting piece as well yeah um for you guys and your baby as well um but it doesn't necessarily make it easier or doesn't no, necessarily like right. make you like oh you know what you're right yeah I'm just gonna stop crying about it now you're no. right I'm fixed my heart is healed right because selfishly we would rather than be here and <laughs> and you think like as a mom like nobody yeah nobody or or nothing mm-hmm. can love my baby like I love my baby. Yeah. And that's that's wrong. <laughs> it is wrong because Jesus does. Yeah. Um, I know I loved that service and your father-in-law when he said, um, like, God and Jesus have already prepared a place in heaven for them. Like, they have their own special place there. 
And like I could tell Brandon could see behind my sunglasses. I was sobbing because <laughs> <laughs> I needed to hear that yeah. just as much. So I was so glad that we got to go and that he did so good. Yeah. Yes, I often in my grief go back to a lot of the things that he said during that service and just think like, man, if I could let go of like the selfishness yeah. of the loss, like how much easier it would be. But yeah, that's the mama bear. Yes. And uh, that's not reality either. Right. We have to go through it and we have to grieve it. And um, so. OK, so you're. Yeah, you're like. Just as far removed from your miscarriage as we are from yeah, losing from Millie. Millie. Um, so tell me, like, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but just mm-hmm. kind of tell me, like, where are you now mm-hmm. being, like, seven, eight months removed from yeah. the miscarriage? Like, has it gotten easier? Has it gotten yeah. harder? Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's gotten different, like I said. Like, it's, it is easier. There's some days like right now I can talk about it and I'm not crying, which is I prayed a lot. I was Brandon's <laughs> like, you're gonna be crying. I said, no, I'm not gonna cry during this podcast. And but then like we talked on Monday after Bible study. I cried the entire time at Bible study. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Angie. <laughs> and just the study. It was so good and really hard. You know, anyway, that that's a whole different thing. But some days I can cry about it in the weirdest times and some days I can talk about it like no problem but the the missing of what could have been is always there definitely being pregnant that has helped because I have something to look forward to I do feel like um it's a it's a way God's piecing my heart back together but you know it just I'm, I'm sure I'll be thinking about it years to come but you know, in 20 years, am I still going to cry over it? I don't know. I don't, I hope not. I hope I can look back and be thankful for what I have and know that I'll get to see that baby in heaven. So it's hard to tell, but right now where I'm at, there are days where I was, I'm like, shoot, I really should go to counseling. (laughs) Then there are days where I'm like, I'm good. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, Kind of like we already touched on. It's a day-by-day thing. Yeah. Um, And I can't always wake up and say, I'm going to have a good day today. Yeah. You don't know what's going to set it off. Or sometimes I go to bed struggling and then I wake up and I'm like, whew. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I got to sleep that one off because I feel better now. Yeah. Um, So it's just, goodness, like having to like we talked about being in tune with all of your emotions so that you can yeah, deal with them as they come. Yeah. And I do wish in the beginning I would have went to counseling like Dr. Biggs recommended because I think I would have the tools now to handle it and to go through it and to recognize it and to acknowledge it. And, you know, we have the puppies visiting in here. Yeah. They're distracting <laughs> us a little bit. So sometimes I'm like, I could still do that. I could still sign up for counseling. I could still go. I could still get those tools. Um, I think in the beginning I didn't because I didn't want to get that vulnerable. Yeah. I was trying to mask it and trying to like overcome it on my own. A couple of times you have said to me, we should go to grief share together. Yeah. And every time you say that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I 
can't go to grief share. Like I can't. First of all, I hate crying in front of people. Right. Yeah. And I hate like showing my emotion mm-hmm. in front of people. Like, mm-hmm. and I talk with Ty all the time. Like, I have like this thing about me where it's like I take pride in the fact that I have never had, I've never been a person that has to wake up and say, you're going to have a good day today. Yeah. Like smile, Mm -hmm. choose joy. Yeah. Fine. I've never had to do that. It's just always like, I just love my life. Yeah. And I, I love to just go and do and be and all the things. And so it's like a kick in the nuts Mm -hmm. when when I really sit and think like, like I have a problem yeah, and it needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But it totally goes against like, quote unquote, who I am. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm okay all the time, you know? Right. Um, and so you're right. Yeah. Like I think counseling I... and or grief share would be Listen, I'll say go do it, but don't make me do it, okay? I know. <laughs> and I think I do think I brought it up those times for us to do it together so I could benefit from it also, but also because I knew that you are so good at putting on a brave face and you're so strong. And I always tell you that, like, girl, you're stronger than you realize. But also I think you don't get vulnerable enough with it sometimes which sounds horrible it makes me cringe also like crying in front of people like a bible study everyone had to stop and pray for me i was like yeah oh, the whole time i was this. crying i was like i think i should just pack up my stuff and go i know it was so hard before somebody <laughs> hears me sobbing in the and, back by myself just so everyone knows we weren't even in the same room we don't even see each other at bible study and we both had the same <laughs> experience so it was good You know, when you're crying at Bible study, you know, it's probably good. But yeah, I think that I think we both would benefit from from grief share. But also it's strange because it's it's a different kind of loss, I feel, than being with someone, having someone in your life for a while that passes away. Horrible. It's always horrible. Like that's not natural. But we experienced losses where you you did get to meet Millie and you got to experience that. That's so beautiful. But then three of the others, no. So some people don't... I'm sure there are people out there who, like, don't count it. Mm. Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I don't want to sound You never met the baby. You yeah. never... You were, only, you were only six weeks along. Right, yeah. Those sort of things. So it is... It's different. It's hard to share... You can't share like memories with that person or experiences. So when you go to grief share, I mean, what do you talk about with miscarriages? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know either, but I also know. Um, I have I, I have mentioned this in some other episodes, but um, as a young life leader, I had to walk one of my young life girls through losing her dad. Mm. Um she was like 16 or 17. I can't remember. Oh my gosh. That's, that's horrible. Hard. I can't remember if she was 16. I think she was 17, but, um, yeah, she lost her dad and, um, she mentioned wanting to go to grief share. Yeah. And I was like, my gosh, you need to go. Yeah. Like go, 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 yeah. go do it. And she did it. And like, she could not say enough good. Oh, God. um, but when I think about that for myself, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Bleh. yeah, like it, it, it really like 
gives me the shivers like I I can't so maybe if you're a type of person like us maybe you would benefit more from just like a one-on-one yeah session with a counselor yeah um but it cannot be something that you just disregard like yeah if you're not going to deal with it by yourself and Mm -hmm. you're not going to attempt to process the emotions and the feelings by yourself you need to go to a counselor you need to find somebody right that is professional ish Mm -hmm. enough yeah to walk you through the things that you're feeling because also I think that we don't always know what we're feeling yeah and so I think when you're talking with somebody they can say okay well I actually think like you're going through this right and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah you're right yeah now all of a sudden I feel better because it's been pinpointed and now I know how to deal with it like deal with that yes um so it is tough and it is hard and there is just like so many sides and factors that come with the grief yeah, and the and healing it's after so loss. so different for everyone. And, you know, just like getting pregnant again is going to be different for everyone. For some, it may be a cure-all and that's amazing. But I think for a lot of us, it's like not, you know, like you said, you still think about the two you had before Emery. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's always there. It is always there. And that was in 2019. Yeah. Our first two losses Gosh. were in 2019, and it still comes up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like like you, like, sometimes I'm just fine. I can just chit-chat about it just mm-hmm. fine. And sometimes, like, Ty and I will get to talking about it, and I'm like, okay, well. I know. Isn't it harder with your <laughs> husband? I feel like on I that cry. note. <laughs> I feel like I can talk with you about it pretty easy, but when I talk with Brandon about it, I'm, like, sobbing a lot yes and and I think it it does have something to do with them just being like your safe space yeah and they went no matter what too yes you know and yes it hit Brandon it just as hard I was surprised I mean I'm not surprised but also a little surprised that it hit him as hard as it hit me at least in that moment and then like I told you I've never seen him like sexier than when he stood up Mm. and took care of me the weeks after you know yeah but yeah that day in the doctor's office was sad yeah it was sad you can't um and you can't always predict Mm -hmm. how you're gonna respond to that yeah um because like all four times that we've been told bad news Mm -hmm. i've responded to it differently oh really and um like with millie i was just like like literally I said out loud to everybody in the room, well, we're going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. Like you guys don't worry about us. They offered to take me home and I was like, nope, like I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Like I literally wiped like a tear out of each eye Mm -hmm. and I drove home. I walked out the door. Yeah. Um, it was the after Mm. that was the hard part with Millie. Right. Um, but when it's your first loss, like I, I remember, I go back to like our first loss, he, hearing them say there's no heartbeat. My gosh, I was devastated. Yeah. First yeah. of all, like you never think you're going to hear that. No. And second of all, like when it's your first one, you're just like. How do you navigate it? What? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that it was so sad mm-hmm. in the doctor's office is like. I'm I'm happy that it was so sad. And that sounds yeah. that sounds so wrong, but I'm 
I'm happy that that was your guys' initial response to it. Yeah. Because, okay, now you know right then and there you have to deal with this. Yeah. You know right then and there you're not okay and you're going to have to deal with the trauma and with the grief of going through miscarriage. Whereas us, when I lost Millie, it was just like, okay, well, it is what it is. That's sad. And I I didn't think I was going to have to deal with anything. Yeah. Which sounds so... There's a part of my heart that's just so hard right? when it comes to loss. That's what I mean when that's so sad. It's not fair that anyone has to experience those type of things. And especially often enough that you're like, well, like it is what it is. I've been here. That's that's terrible. You know, when we lost this fourth baby, Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, okay, there's no heartbeat. And I said out loud, well, I saw that one coming from a mile away. Oh, that's so sad. It's heartbreaking. It's <laughs> it was just like the room, like totally like everybody sucked all the air out of the room. Yeah. It was like nobody knew how to respond to that. Yeah, yeah awkward. <laughs> but it's just like that is your yeah. response. Like when your heart is hard towards something, that's just kind of your response. Yeah. And but I think and I, I will say, like, because of like my personal experience with this, if that is your response to loss Mm -hmm. you're gonna have some stuff to deal with i was just gonna say because when your heart starts to soften in your alone time or with a counselor with a friend or whatever like when your heart starts to soften that's a lot of stuff you have to unpack right and it it will come out like word vomit it'll come out like a waterfall you can't stop yeah it's true (laughs) that's kind of how i feel like this episode is going right now yeah. I feel like I'm word vomiting a little Good. bit. Good. I love this. <laughs> I do feel like you're talking a lot more on this one than you normally do. I'm into it. Yes. Like when you have guests. <laughs> yes. Um. So how many weeks pregnant are you now? 20. You're, you're halfway. I know. And I get the big ultrasound October 9th. So like two weeks from now, 10 days ish. And I'm I'm anxious until then. You know, like yeah. you have the miscarriage, you're anxious yeah. till you're pregnant. Then you're anxious till you have the first ultrasound at six weeks. And then every two weeks <laughs> after you're anxious. And then I had my last one at 10 weeks and I've been in the dark for 10 weeks. Like, <laughs> like I get to go yeah. and hear the heartbeat once a month, which is a blessing. But I, sometimes I'm like, it's not real. There's it, yeah. This baby ain't moving. Yeah. You know, I can't feel it. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm just waiting for the big ultrasound and, you know, I just. I get nervous still, even though I'm getting bigger. I mean, I've got all the symptoms, but I'm like, is it real? It doesn't quite feel real. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so true. I feel like that's probably, I can't say from personal experience, but I would say that's probably a natural response to Mm -hmm. the first probably like 24-ish weeks of pregnancy because baby doesn't do much. Like you can't feel much until that point. I know. Um, So you're just like, yeah, I'm just like getting really, really chubby over here. But like, (laughs) don't really know why. Don't really know what's happening. Nothing's really going on. I know. (laughs) Because after you have two and you you have experienced the movements and then this one's quiet, but... I'm sure the other two were quiet up until this point, but now I, now I have this anxiety. Yes. So everything will be fine, but yeah, everything will be fine, but it's, you know, I know I tried to get them to move my appointment up and they wouldn't. (laughs) They're like, it just, you can come listen to the heartbeat if you want. And I still never did that. Like I told you I should have, but I was like, it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. But it is like we talked about, it is just like a new fear and a new anxiety that gets unlocked and you can't, there's nothing you can do about that. 
Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're 20 weeks pregnant. Yeah. So tell us, like, how has... I got to figure out how to say this. Like, how how has your grief changed mm. i would say from like you know like week to week or month to month like yeah. how because you said it's different yeah so how has your grief changed or how has your processing changed yeah i think in the beginning it definitely was pure sorrow for myself and what i went through if that makes sense like i had this loss i had to be put under and have the baby removed you you get so deep in your thoughts about that um and it was sorrow for my heartbreak and my family's heartbreak my kids my husband now it's different because I don't get as sad as often after the miscarriage I didn't get out of bed for like two and a half weeks you know and and then it was like it took me a month to go out and try and do something normal like and then I cried the whole time. That's the wiener dog we've been so excited about, friends. <laughs> She's so cute. She's so cute. And so now, you know, like Monday, I don't, I'm trying to think like, why did I cry so hard at Bible study sharing? And I think it's putting yourself out there for one in front of a room of 20 people was a lot. And sharing that with people who didn't know. Um, but it then now it has shifted more to like what could have been if that makes sense like i think about like my due date for that baby came and went and i didn't notice so that's yeah. kind of a blessing um i it would have been around september 14th and i realized on the 15th i was mm. like oh my gosh like we would have had the baby a week ago because i have to have c sections they come a week early so like, we would have that baby right now. And I didn't cry that day. But it came late. It came on Monday. <laughs> it came later. came a few days later. <laughs> yeah. Where then, Always comes when you least expect yeah. it. Yeah. So now it is more. It, it comes less and less. The grief and the sorrow and the realization. Um, but yeah, it has shifted to um, missing the actual baby. Where in the beginning, for me, it was, yes, losing the baby. But everything I had to deal with and internalize and what my body went through, what I went through, what what I lost. I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> well, it's still postpartum. Yeah. And so it's, there's still, I mean, like you were, postpartum yeah. in itself is a beast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And then you add on top of that, you don't get to have your baby. Yeah. That's a whole nother beast. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us, I know that you had mentioned a little bit um, that Jocelyn responded pretty, she took it pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, she was devastated. When, when you guys um, found out you lost that baby. Yeah. So if you could tell us a little bit how Joss responded and then tell us, Emma's young, Yeah. but tell us, yeah. you know, how, because there's people out there who are going through loss that have little kids too. So yeah. tell us kind of how, how did you go about telling them yeah that you lost the baby and then what was their response to that yeah I remember the day we found out we Brandon and I went to the doctor together the girls I think Emma I left with my friend Tiffany and um Joss was at school 
So when we came home and we had two separate cars, but Brandon left work that day and was coming home with me, but I had to drive my car home. Like I didn't have the DNC yet. I had just found out and we lived 30 minutes plus out of town. So I was like, okay, I have to go get Emma and then drive home. And we had told the girls, the girls knew like we, I was pregnant we, and they knew I had the appointment that day. Like they were ready to see an ultrasound picture. So we made, Emma and I made it all the way home. And when we got out of the car, she said, oh, do you, ha-? she's five. She said, do you have a picture of the baby? And so I, and I didn't want to, I wanted to tell them together with Brandon, yeah. but I had to tell her in yeah. that moment. So I just got down on her level and I told her. Well, there's actually not going to be a baby. The baby didn't have a heartbeat. And I remember trying. She's like, what does that mean? Yeah. And I said, well, the baby's not going to come home with us. Like it's in heaven. It's already with Jesus, you know, and she cried. She cried a lot. She Mm. knew what that meant. And and so we we cuddled a lot. We had to wait for Brandon to get home. And I told him what happened that and you know he then he comforted her and stuff and she bounces back quick you know she's five and she's like Callie (laughs) she's rambunctious and so she bounced back quick then Jocelyn got home from school and she would get home at like five at night from the bus and and Brandon was there but I remember her just coming up and becoming in the house and being like how was your appointment do you have a picture like I want to see the ultrasound and I told her, well, we went and the baby doesn't have a heartbeat. And she, her face of just pure devastation. And she instantly broke down crying. And I was really strong in that moment because I feel like I just couldn't cry in front of her. Yeah. You know, like you just have to be strong for your kids. So I told her like, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way. Like it happens to so many people. Cause that was one thing Kelsey, the ultrasound tech mm-hmm. said was like, this happens to half of pregnancies. We yeah. don't know why, you know, and that, that was comforting for me in that moment. Cause I didn't know that. So I told Joss, this happens to so many people. And she said, yeah, but it's happening to us. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, Oh, like a knife in the chest. And yep. I said, yeah, it, it, our whole family is, is reeling from this, you know? Um, and so then we like explained to Joss, like, she's like, well, what happens now? And we told her like, I'm going to go to the hospital tomorrow and I have to be put to sleep and they're going to like remove the baby because the baby is dead. So they're going to remove the baby. The baby's already with Jesus. Um, and then I'll come home and I'll be fine. I just have to rest, you know? And I think she did pretty good that weekend. Like after the surgery, like she hung out with me in my bed a lot. We colored a lot. We talked a lot, but we didn't even talk about the baby or the loss we just like hung out you know and so that kind of helped me to get through that first weekend and you're on pain medication so I think that helps but surprisingly I remember telling people like I feel fine like I I'm fine you know and it's not necessarily the physical pain yeah no it's the emotional and the heartbreak that you deal with yeah after a DNC yeah um Okay, so I wrote down a few questions as you were talking. Okay, yeah. So, and I wrote them really stupidly, so <laughs> bear with me here. But um, you had to wait all day yeah. to tell Jocelyn. Yeah, how, and I didn't want to. How was that? I didn't want to tell her. <laughs> yeah. 
so the long and I it's because I know Jocelyn and she's so soft and tender hearted. She want she had been begging for this baby longer than Brandon had, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so she yeah. I knew she was gonna take it hard. And sometimes that hardens me because I know I have to stay strong for her. I have to like be the adult in that situation. And I knew in that moment, like I I'm going through this. I'm the one who went through this. This is my loss. Mm. So when I was getting ready to tell her and I told her and when she said those words like, yeah, but and I'm like, this happens to a lot of people. She's like, yeah, but it's happening to us. That's why I just instantly softened. Like I was like, yeah. yeah, this is happening to our entire family. And so I f- for her, I put it I was happy to put it off till the end of the day. I did not want to face it. But then when I did, I felt really like good about it because I was so strong in that moment and then it felt good just to get it over with you know <laughs> um do they have like, like how are they now like oh. okay this pregnancy aside yeah like how are they dealing with the loss I think with Emma she doesn't she's um, probably almost forgotten about yeah her. she's five yeah she's five she's happy <laughs> yeah. she's say no more clueless carefree yep um with joss i think that it's hard to say this pregnancy aside because i think without this pregnancy she would still be dealing with it she would be wondering why why aren't we pregnant why aren't you pregnant again like when are we gonna get a sibling why did god take that baby um those are all hard questions we've had to to go over with her but she never, she doesn't bring, ever since I've found out I'm pregnant, she hasn't brought it up. So it was, it probably is the healing potion for her. Yeah. For your kids. Yeah. It probably is. I think so. And makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think it is for Brandon too, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. Because of course he lost the baby. He was there. He grieved with me. But every time I grieve the baby and talk with him about it, he's like, you, I know it's sad, but you have to now you have another baby to be thankful for. You need to look forward to this one. Something that Ty says to me a lot, because I I sometimes get hard on myself when I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm crying about this again, or I'm sad about this again. Yeah. He's like, okay, but like that baby was a part of you. Mm-hmm. And you are not only going through like, yep, it's sad, but like your body is healing physically yeah. too. And for me, when I, when we heard the news at the doctor and we were crying together, all I could say to Brandon was, I'm so sorry. Mm. And it was because I was sorry he was sad and going through the loss. But I, in that moment, and I, I knew then, and I know now it was not my fault, but in that moment, I felt like inadequate. Responsible. Yeah. Like I couldn't grow this baby. So I just kept saying to Brandon, I'm so sorry. And it was, that's what I was thinking in it. And so dealing with that grief and trying to get over that, you have to deal with that too. Even though I know it was not my fault, there's still a part of you that's like, I couldn't grow that baby. Yeah, it's twisted. Mm-hmm. It is twisted and it, yeah. it is, um, it's a lie. It is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's the hardest one to shake. Yeah. Because, like, I'm the mom. I'm the one that's supposed to carry this baby. That is my job. Yeah. Like, that is what God created me to do. Yeah. And I failed. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. 
Okay, back to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, d- um, okay, like, and, and maybe I think you kind of already answered this actually a little bit, but do you think that they have any anxiety regarding mm. loss, like when you got pregnant again? Oh. Like, did it ever come up? No, that's a good question. I should just ask Joss for the fun of it. I feel like her and I have mature conversations, but, um, I don't, I, I only ever saw pure excitement from them. Mm. Yeah. And I never let my anxiety show with them. I do with Brandon. And to be honest, when I found out I was pregnant, I didn't even start getting scared until for like a week or two. And then I started getting scared. You texted me and you said, I can't even walk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shaking in the Smith's bathroom. (laughs) And that's so real. Yeah. You're just like, oh my My gosh. My legs are jello. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't look at anybody in the eye. Like, oh my gosh. Like everybody knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Drove straight to Brandon's work and told him. And I had my kids in the car and I didn't want to tell them right then. So I got out of the car and Brandon's like, why are you getting out of the car? Like, what are you doing? And I showed him and he's like, what? I think right then he didn't, maybe he was a little more scared than I was, you know? But yeah, he, he hasn't been scared. Um, yeah, I don't, I think even before the first ultrasound, at least he never acted scared, probably because he knew how scared I was. <laughs> and the, yeah, the kids didn't seem to have anxiety about it because I think that they're so pure and innocent that they're yeah. like, sweet, we get, we get the baby now, you know? Yeah so yeah I know that um my kids are a bit younger than your kids um but Emery she just turned three yeah I think she gets it more than yeah than I think yeah or than we give her credit for sure um and so that's why I was curious how your kids are responding Callie my gosh I don't, I yeah. don't even know if Callie knows anything about anything. Yeah. Like Callie knows how to eat, sleep and poop and that's it. Yeah. And have a good time. The couch. <laughs> like she's just a crackhead. Um, but yeah, that's why I was just kind of curious, like how your kids were responding because at the time my two year old understood it yeah. more and better than yeah. I thought she would. Um, but until having this conversation with you, I never actually thought about, like, you have to also walk your kids through this. Yeah. And you have to also process this with your kids. Right. And with a 12-year-old. Yeah. Who really, really, really understands all of this. Yeah. Um, and it was sad because I remember the day I had the DNC, we sent her to school like we had to like you can't be here by yourself Mm -hmm. grieving and I felt bad I was hoping sending her to school would be a little bit normal for her but we had to go take care of this so I I mean we couldn't bring her with and so we left Emma with my brother and sent Joss to school and she did tell me that day she just spent most of the day in the counselor's office which was sad which you know what that's yeah. probably yeah. what she needed. I yes, know. it was a normal atmosphere going yeah. to the school, but yeah, they probably did so much for her. Yeah, she tried going to class and she just said she was kind of crying at her desk all day. So she went to the counselor and just hung out there. And her and her counselor have a tight 
relationship like because joss was the new kid at school so they had this cool program where Mm. if you're the new kid you can come have lunch once a week with her and joss did that for like four years so (laughs) so she just went and hung out there and yeah and then we just hung out together all weekend in bed and she didn't she didn't like cry or anything she just we just hung out like normal i cannot wait (laughs) Until Joss gets to meet this new baby. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't wait until, you know, this is, this goes back to like one of the joy pieces. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it's like to just like have a baby without having loss in the back of your mind. Yeah. But I would have, I would imagine that the feelings that you're going to feel when this baby is handed to you. Yeah. I would venture to say Joss is probably going to be just as worked up. Yeah. And just as emotional about it. Um, yeah. Because she just understands. Yeah. She just, she gets what's going She's on. She's going to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, what's your due date for this new baby? Valentine's Day. Okay. I just thought about that. Yeah. I'll have to have it a week earlier because of the C-section, but February 14th. And I had the miscarriage the 15th. Yes, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. is crazy. I know. So I did feel in that moment a little redeemed. Almost yeah. fully redeemed. Like full circle, you know? You said this to me once, actually. Yeah, I think so. Like just... And then my mind just got reblown. Yeah. Wow, God. I know. He's like funny. In the... Wow. Like, yeah, like good timing look what i can do yeah yeah here's the joy in that circumstance i know because i do remember saying to brandon i feel like every valentine's day is gonna be ruined for us Mm. yeah because it and it's not like valentine's is a huge thing for us he usually cooks dinner for me and the kids we always celebrate valentine's day with our kids we've always done that and so then when we lost the baby the day after valentine's day i was like this is gonna ruin this day for us but no, no. Yeah. Now we'll let it be redeeming. Now you're going to have a, a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll cook a birthday dinner and a yeah. Valentine's dinner for his girl. Sucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just said something and I had a question, but then I'm I sorry. forgot it. So never mind. Okay, squirrel. Yeah. Yep, squirrel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, just to kind of like start wrapping this episode up. Um. I would say some takeaways that a person can take from this episode is you have to deal with the stuff. Yeah. yeah. You need to have somebody you can talk to, whether it's a counselor, a mm-hmm. friend, or somebody who can help you process and go through. Yeah, all the above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, don't expect getting pregnant to just fix everything for yeah. you. It will help. It will help. But it's not. The and, and it will make you feel right. feel an outrageous joy. Yeah, and don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's still going to be hard. Yeah. And, um, but I think it can go back to find somebody who you can confide in mm-hmm. and watch that relationship blossom. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, like we already said, I hate that it has to be, like, a hard circumstance that brings people together. Um, 
But I'm so thankful to have yeah. people like you in my life. Because it wouldn't have happened. It may not have happened otherwise. Even though our husbands were in a band, we didn't even know that <laughs> for months. <laughs> they were in the band for a while yeah. before we, we did knew. not click. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, and actually, to be honest, when Ty mentioned like he was going to be in this band, blah, blah, blah. Um, Ty has been in some bands in his life. Yeah. And every time he gets in a band, it just kind of like they do like one gig and then they get in a fight and then oh, yeah, it fizzles they're out. not in a band anymore. Yeah. So when Ty first mentioned like they were starting this band, I was like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> cool. Okay. Have fun. We're going to get in a little boyfriend fight again. Yeah. And then, um, but like they're like three years into this thing. I mean, they clicked. Yeah. There's freakishly similar yeah in the yeah. cutest way they're out there on the deck right now yeah yucking it up while just we're romancing yeah yeah i know i told brandon i'm like you and ty will be hanging out while mckenna and i are just sobbing <laughs> but we didn't cry we didn't cry. <laughs> we didn't cry no not today not this time but probably next time <laughs> um so jess after do we get to say the baby's name oh yeah or no? yeah i mean i'm 99.9 percent sure it's a girl mm-hmm. there is that 0.01 percent of mm-hmm. me that's like this is a boy but i'll find <laughs> out for sure in 10 days for sure so yeah i would love to have you back on mm-hmm. this podcast after autumn is born yay um, that'd be cute just so that we can yeah how just so that this conversation can come full, full circle and, yes. you, and you can say too like the pregnancy maybe wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but having this baby yeah. is this. Probably. Um, really close to it, yes. Carol. And then the people can hear about Autumn mm. and her beautiful little life. That'd be so good. Um, Jess, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yes. I feel like we went down some rabbit holes, but this we was did. a blast. But also that's podcasting, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> it's so organic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I um, intentionally try to like not refresh my memory of a person's story before I sit down and talk with them yeah. just so that I can ask questions like more naturally. Yeah. And I can maybe have the same thought process a listener is having. Yeah. Um, it's so well done. And so I think sometimes that does lead me to like trail off a little bit. It makes sense for uh, us. And then I write stupid notes like this and I'm like, how does with this even arrow. make any, yeah, like there's <laughs> like five arrows, like this doesn't even make sense, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had fun tonight. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for you guys and I'm so thankful that, um, you know, God has blessed you guys with another precious Thanks. little life. Me and, too. um, even though you can't feel the full excitement and the full healing yeah. in pregnancy after loss, um, those of us around you feel it for you and yeah. we're going to be strong when you can't yeah. and we're going to lift you up when you need to be encouraged Thanks. um because that's what this community is for yeah and that was the heart behind the podcast is just we just want to be there for each other all the time no matter what yeah um so i pretty much do this every time we have a guest on um but if you want to talk to Jess yeah. Let us know. Yeah. And um, we can get you in touch with her. Yeah, reach out. Um, Jess has, she has a very, like, unique way of thinking and saying things and really making me think a lot, like her comment about how pregnancy isn't just, like, the cure-all yeah. after you've gone through loss. Um, but also, she's so wise, and she's so good at reminding you that 
you know, you're not just, God isn't just leaving you or abandoning you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get through it together. Yeah, you're so sweet. And one of these days, Jess, we're going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a stinking party. We'll have a tribe. It's true. You will have a herd up there. It's true. <laughs> um, I have always said, and I've said this on the podcast before, that I always, like, I want to have a baseball team. Yeah. That's how many kids I want to have. <laughs> I want a baseball team. Yeah. Together, Jess, we're going to have yeah. this baseball team. <laughs> we better have enough they can play each other. Yes, that's you know? right. We need two baseball teams. On earth, God. Yeah, On earth. I know. <laughs> no more loss. But yes, Jess, thank you again for joining us. Um, and please remember to like, subscribe, follow us on the socials. And we will catch you next time.